Mercedes are like fine wine. They get they were they get better with age. I have I do. other than the S class, I have fairly little interest in most new Mercedes. I mean, don't get me wrong, some of the AMG products are excellent, but I would just rather have something else. Yeah. But once the Mercedes starts to get about 10 years old, I'm like, oh, yeah. And then once it's about 20 years old, I'm like, that's cool. And then when it's like 30 and 40 years then old, then they're classics. Like, Damn. Yeah, they really are. Have you ever so, shut open and closed the door on my my? No, because I'm worried about getting tetanus. It would be fine. Nathan already cut himself on it and put tape over the hole. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what's where what's happened to him. Yeah. He, he got he tetanus from your Mercedes. My, my Mercedes. No, but those do, they feel like a bank vault. Yeah. You just, you open and close it. I, I posted a video of my S-Class when we had the new S-Class and I like kind of compared them like side by side because why not, of course, while we had that new S-Class and all of the comments were like, that older one is so much cooler and the doors sound so much better because that's all that classic Mercedes enthusiasts care about is what the doors <laughs> So they've all just commented that about it. They don't care about how many people have been murdered. No, they don't because they just, that one it's at least well over or under one. Yeah. It, well, we don't know. Well, could, we don't know. It could be as, as high as a lot. Seven. But there's at least a likely chance that it's one. Yeah. Yeah. There was at least one attempted murder because I can't think yes. of many other reasons to shoot a car. Yeah, so many Unless times you're like a redneck also. out in the country and you're just like, yeah, I got my new guns. Yeah. No, that, that, is, that is the gentleman's Mercedes. You know, yeah. That doesn't belong out in. Was there ever the phenomenon when you were in grade school or high school? I guess it'd be more of a high school thing where for, say, like homecoming or some sort of event, end of the year, whatever, some kids would acquire a clapped out vehicle and then smash yes. it and destroy it oh yes okay yes with just baseball bats our, and hammers our school and... would um well yes they would do that but then our school would also buy cars from insurance auction that were smashed and they'd put them in front of the school with a don't drink and drive sign on them oh yeah so the school would actually do that yes did you guys have a senior prank yes our what did we do well we kind of got screwed because the year before us they bought they went to a fish market and they bought a bunch of fish and they put them in the vents wow that's awful and it ruined the school like it was so vile um so after they went too far obviously like that you guys are too far yeah yeah so um we were kind of like on high watch like don't try anything guys so you know like we got our chalk and we you know did the chalk on the sidewalk and um i don't think there was a prank like okay. i don't really think we did anything just because like the administrators were like we're gonna kill you all <laughs> if you try anything right so the whole fish thing so the fish thing okay isn't that disgusting that is pretty bad what kind of demented like that's like not even funny that's just, it's one thing to maybe put like one fish yeah and it was, it just so that it's like something's not right and then you yeah. could easily like take it and be like this is the culprit and it then was, leave it was all year you could smell like obviously they cleaned it and you know did what but they like had to it's do. everywhere but there were certain classrooms in the school that even a year year or two later you could still smell the fish it was so disgusting Eesh. yeah for our senior prank all of the seniors got to the school like two hours before school started and parked our cars on the perimeter of the parking lot so that no so one else could get in <laughs> yeah that's a good one right that was that's a good one that like causes mayhem but it's all completely reversible yeah yeah the year before us was a little dumber they they stacked tires in front of the doors of the school oh and it was like oh this is hilarious but like we need to get into school now yeah it's a hassle yeah, yeah. At, at least the, the parking one is technically there were other lots that like people could the underclassmen could go find and use they were just less convenient yeah so the seniors you know got monopolized the main lot right 
Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But both car based. Welcome everyone to episode 17 of the Daily Motor Podcast. Indeed. Really getting up there. Our, our podcast is now uh, legal in some states. What do you mean? Uh, the age of consent. That's not 18? Some states it's 17. Oh, yeah. all right then. Well, our, we have a consenting podcast. Yeah, good for, good for uh, the Daily Motor yeah. Podcast. Also, consent I apologize if I sound nasally because I have a, had a cold all weekend. Yes. Um, but I'm fine now. I just uh, sound like I'm underwater. Yeah, we've had a pretty eventful week between colds and buying cars and driving cars it and getting ready to travel and cars that we have coming up that we have oh, got yeah. confirmed. It's, yeah, this week didn't feel real, but here we are. Yeah. So for a little uh, a little look into the future, Chris and I both have some trips planned now. I will be heading out next week to drive the new Kia Sportage. Yes. Might as well bring that up for everybody to see. It looks like... If you told, well, I don't actually want to say what I think it looks like. I, it, <laughs> you have you have some inspiration in the interior from Mercedes, especially oh. if you look at the um, cluster into the infotainment screen. It's kind of like a like an older um, S class or a, uh, I guess just any of the the newer Benzes. They kind of have that setup. Benzes. the The exterior is it's striking. Striking is a really striking. good way to put that. I don't know if people are going to love the fact that it doesn't look like a human. We like our cars to look anthropomorphic. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of like when Jeep in 2013 came out with the new Cherokee. And everyone was right. like, it looks like an alien. I think the main thing is no one cares about oh, Kia like they do with Jeeps. So no one's made a big deal about it. That's true. Yeah, You're right. That does totally. It's a single Mercedes. screen design. Yeah. I think this looks a lot like the EV6 inside as well, though, and outside in some regards. So it's clear that Kia is using this as a new kind of corporate design language i think it's a good looking SUV. i think it is too it'll it'll do all right and plus they sell it to you in the x line trim which people like people will gobble up uh off-roady yeah crossovers yeah although i mean you had an x line uh santa what the fuck was it called? uh sorrento, sorrento. <laughs> like it was quite car. good yeah no it was good i like the rear the rear's got some nice style to it yeah sportage it's like this kia stinger sort of uh yeah it does have that kind of roundiness so i'm looking forward to that it should be fine and you in about a month or so will be out driving two cars yeah the first, first one is the new sequoia mm -hmm. in texas i'm gonna go drive that you know if it's a 23 or 22 23 sequoia. i thought there was already an event for this car so i toyota sometimes does double events okay and I thought I saw some of our other journalist friends already driving the new sequoia they, they may have just been walking around it they may not have driven it i see but okay. um, yeah, I'm excited for that. I haven't driven the new Tundra though. It would be kind of cool to drive a new Tundra before, or maybe not. I guess just to have a fresh perspective. There's the Sequoia. It's it's a it mean looks machine, like a Tundra with a SUV back. Sequoias that I've driven in the past have all been. They feel like you're driving a space shuttle. It's the largest thing, even though it isn't the largest car. Oh. It feels like kind of the like one of the car. other cars we drove this week. That just yes, massive. you're right. That is we'll another get, fun yeah, we'll car we drove this past week. Man, we got a lot to catch up on, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> ladies, as if any ladies listen to this. There might be like seven. Fun fact, uh, Alyssa's mother. Hi, Pam, if you're listening. Oh. Tuned in Hello, to Pam. the beginning of the um, the one that we were gone, and I recited Will Smith's favorite famous line right at the beginning of it. I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, keep. Oh, it was making a Stellantis joke. Was, was I like, gone? Yes, you were on one of your That's why trips. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, right, right. And I was like, keep your... My company's oh. name out of your fucking mouth. Yeah, 
And she was, she was like, oh, Charlie's a... She's like, oh, wow. It's, a, yeah. it's the first podcast she's ever listened to. Yeah. That's like, that's what she hears when she opens it. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, the rear of this coil looks like a Jeep. Looks like the Grand Wagoneer. It does, and I, I like that. Yeah. I like SUVs that can just be SUVs. That's a good point. They don't have to try to be something else. And I'm, and I'm not saying that I don't like SUVs that try to be sporty, but I can appreciate SUVs that are just honest, like yeah. the Jeep Grand Cherokee. It's an honest SUV. You can tell it's not trying to be a sports car. It feels like an SUV in that respect, kind of in the same way that a Land Rover does. And I appreciate that. And I hope that, that I hope this Sequoia is the same way. And it looks like it will be. Maybe your Sequoia will come with a man with a tablet. I hope it does. It might be an, a feature on the Platinum trim. Top trim. What, the man or the tablet? The man oh. and the tablet. I assume they come as one. Mm. He's kind of born into the universe. He's uh, holding the tablet. Jeeves. Yeah. Real life Jeeves. Yep, exactly. So that'll be that'll be good. I don't think anyone's driven that yet. I think it was just a reveal that people yeah, saw. Yeah, probably. I think he'll be right. one of the first. Cool. Yep. Yep. And then we just today found out you will also be driving the, the new HRV. I'm really excited for because I didn't love. I didn't. I don't love the current HRV. Do you love? This? I think. I think it's weird. Oh, that's um. I don't know what that is. It's the new HRV. Oh no, it's not. It is. That is. Yeah. This was like an early rendering oh, like of it. A, teased. Someone's drawn it. Yeah. Yeah. It, did you find the interior of the old HRV to be weird? A little bit. I haven't honestly spent much time in the HRV. Really? I did. We had one that was a loner at the Honda dealership. All right. And it was just, it was silver and it had gray interior. Uh, so you I can don't like gray interior. You, you can imagine, it was gray cloth. You can imagine what that interior looked like after like three people had it as a loner mm, car. Good point. It was just. I mean, irreversibly disgusting. <laughs> irreversibly I hated, disgusting. I hated getting in that car and touching it. If this is much like the Civic, it'll be quite good. If it's it much be. like yeah, the CRV, it'll be fine. Photos of it. What is that? That's not. That's someone in. Someone's made that on their computer. There we go. I don't think we've. That's I don't the think interior. these are real. No, that is. It that is? looks right. And it looks normal, which is good. That's a Civic. That's a Civic. That's probably the well, they, I think they already have this new gen in other markets, don't they? Yeah, because I think this is a real. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. A little basic, but it looks effective. Yeah, pull up the old one because the shifter was like up to my head. Look at that. It's just. Why is it the way that it is? Is this the interior you were speaking of? The yes. Uh, I think that's that. Is that cloth? I don't know. know. It was just hideous, though. It was so stained. Vile. The only thing that bums me out about about the HRV is the fact that the fit is gone, and the HRV is essentially replaced. I love it. the Honda Fit. Everyone loves the, the Honda, Honda Fit. Is such a good little fit. Car. Owners it's love so the much fit. Fun to drive. Enthusiasts love the fit. Economical people love the fit. So it's a shame that it's gone. It's all the Here car you ever need, right? The the Honda Fit is like hot compact status without actually being a hot compact because yeah. it's fun to drive, right? Mm -hmm. like you can use it for things other than just daily driving. You can go out on a spirited drive with it. You can. Take it rally crossing, ice racing, autocross, all of those things you can do with it. Plus, it's econ it's economical, it's efficient. I don't think it looks bad, you know? No, it's a you great have, car. You have it with a manual. Yep. I think, when did they kill it? 2019? I think like 2020, 2020 or 2021. Yeah. yeah. You could, could you have it with a manual up? They the killed the manual like a year or two before they okay. killed the car in total. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was if, a shame. I, I liked the fit a lot. If you want a compact, like subcompact, really tiny city car type thing right now, 
Uh, remarkably, Chevy is one of your few options. They the still spark. make the Spark. I've never driven a Spark. I don't even think I've ever sat in a Spark. I don't think I have either. I've driven the Sonic. I reviewed the Sonic. There's no way there's a Spark press car. I highly doubt it. If there is, we should try and get it. I mean, they they barely even have like Equinoxes at this point, much less a Spark. I, but I'll ask. I bet there's no Spark. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't have a Spark anymore. <laughs> And then there's still the Hyundai Accent and the Kia Rio, which are both great cars. Yeah. Is the yeah. Accent essentially just a Rio? Yes. Yeah. Uglier, though. Typical Hyundai. I, I liked the Rio a lot. Yeah, it was a great car. I drove the Rio all the way to Chicago and back, mm -hmm. and it did great. It was comfortable. The sound system was decent. It had steering assist. It had a decent room for our luggage. You yeah. know, it was a hatchback. Seats folded down. I drove a basic Rio sedan rental car out in Vegas this oh, year, did. and it just, it was great. It was yeah. comfortable. It was slow but you bet, you enough that i could cruise at 90 or so have yeah it the whole time and it's fine yeah you don't yeah, have to worry about car. modulating your right foot you just set it <laughs> it's down. on or off yeah just take a break and set it on <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. No, it was it was a really good car they're they're really it's a shame that small affordable cars are just going going the way of the dodo because i mean we see with the maverick people still want cheap they do. cars they do what was the cheap car we drove recently that well the forte Oh, the kicks the too. Kicks. Yeah, we've had two. I didn't mind that mid twenty thousand dollar cars recently yes, that are just like, yes. Yeah. Are we getting into cars that we not had quite this yet? Week? Okay, not quite yet. Yeah, but the but the kicks was good. You're right. We already talked about that. Yeah. Um. Then I. Oh no, I'm doing Sportage. Yep. 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 Um. Also, I am getting married in exactly two months today. I was and the sound effect. Poo, we can just. Yes. And uh, for the wedding, as, as uh, my sweetheart and I depart, we will be in a Rolls Royce Cullinan, which is pretty cool. That is the biggest flex. That's yeah. so cool. That it, our, our first Rolls Royce loan is mm -hmm. for one, a Cullinan, and also for your wedding. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's a, a, a pretty big deal. Hopefully, Rolls Royce is so blown away by our coverage that right. we're just regular. <laughs> just yep. It's just, hey, uh, Rolls Royce, well, you know. They only make three cars, don't they? The do they still make the um they don't do the convertible one anymore or the wraith i think they literally just make the colonin the ghost and the phantom they don't make the dawn i don't think they do they might make the dawn they don't make the wraith anymore i guess i suppose that the dawn could still be in existence 2020 the dawn is just a convertible wraith bro what is with the and the wraith is just a two-door ghost so but the the ghost is new as of recently, the ghost just finally got revised. the Phantom's new too. Phantom's also new. Uh, it's not as new. The Phantom's right. been the same for a couple of years now, but the the ghost is actually quite quite new, as in like the past year. Wraith, twenty two Wraith. That's the last model year. Twenty two is the last model year for the. Wraith. Oh, you're saying it's not come? There's they've stopped. Yeah, they've announced the, the they've Wraith is done after this year. Okay. God, the Phantom's so cool. That'd be the only, that's the only possible thing that could be cooler than the Cullinan we're getting is yeah. if we got gotten well, a Phantom. Well, the Ghost is probably pretty good. The Ghost is probably pretty good, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's just a BMW 7 Series. Right. What and uh, this is its own thing. Yes. Yep. Zero to 60 in five seconds? Are you kidding 4. me? 4.5 for the normal one. This is the uh, oh, extended the wheelbase. Extended wheelbase. Normal one's 4.5. Okay, so to put it in perspective, right, this Rolls-Royce Phantom is the biggest car I've ever seen. I, I'll always remember I was walking downtown Chicago and um bentley gold coast they always have their cars out front of the dealership when it's nice out they'll park some cars outside and there was a phantom sitting outside and there was an uber um chevy suburban which is the long wheelbase tahoe it's the big big full-size chevy suv and it looked tiny next to the rolls-royce phantom yeah it's just remarkable how big that car is 
And to think that that can go from zero to 60 in five seconds is just hilarious. Well, the other thing that's remarkable. It's got to weigh like four tons. <laughs> How much does it weigh? Let's see. Let me make an educated guess. I'm going to say 6,500 pounds for the Phantom. You want to do the extended wheelbase? Yeah, because I think that's the one I saw. Wow. How do they make it so light? Probably the aluminum frame. Hmm. Yeah, that, there's a lot of frame there. Well, and for a the, lot of it's for the people who aren't aluminum. watching, 5,700 oh, yeah. pounds. Mm -hmm. At least according to this carexpert.com. How much does a Hellcat weigh? Because that's just made out of scrap metal. Scrap metal. Oh wow! Okay, so it's pounds less. yeah, yeah. Well, that's the well. The Challenger actually weighs more than the Charger, doesn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Weird. Well, either way, it'll, it'll be it'll be similar. similar. Yeah. What's more remarkable, I think, is this Cullinan we're getting. You're sixty and four point nine seconds. That's disturbing. <laughs> Why do they need to make it go that fast? Because you're spending half a million dollars <laughs> on a car. You want everything. There should be no compromise. But <laughs> part of this is six hundred twenty-seven pound-feet of torque at sixteen hundred RPM. That's so low. That means you're just barely breathing on the gas and you're getting 600 pound feet of torque. Like in terms of where your revs are, if you're coming off the line. What are yes. some things that that would beat to 60? Things that the Cullinan would beat, zero to 60, the base ass Cullinan. Um, the new GTI probably? Manual? Probably about oh, yeah. five seconds. What is the new Mustang five liter? That's down by like 3.8, 3.9. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's especially the 10 speed. Crazy. Yeah. What else? Um, but pretty, the the BRZ, is, right? What? Beat the BRZ. Right? Oh, it's, yeah, it would beat the BRZ. It's just funny because this will do 4.9 seconds every single time. Like, <laughs> yes. you don't have to worry, like, in a, in a Mustang with, like, a six-speed manual, like, you're not going to do it. Could you imagine being in, a, like, a six-speed Mustang GT and you pull up next to Simon Cowell and his Cullinan and he just absolutely wrecks you from a set of lights? Simon like, Cowell? You mean us. We'll be on. Oh, sorry, us. Yeah, sorry. Yes, you, we're at the same level as Simon Cowell now. Pull up next to Charlie from Daily Motor and his Rolls-Royce Cullinan and he just <laughs> smokes you from the light. You understand that Alyssa won't settle for anything less than this after we have one for a loaner. I mean, that's right. She's going to have to trade her Ford Maverick in for just a Just get a yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys can just sell the house and live upstairs here. <laughs> We'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. Rolls's are pretty neat. They're, they're definitely eye of the beholder for um, how they look, but I think the new ones are pretty stunning. This is Ghost. Have you ever seen a Phantom Drophead? I think we talked about this last podcast. A few ago, yeah. Biggest convertible I've ever seen. Yeah. You don't, you look at pictures of Rolls Royces on the internet and you just don't realize how massive they are and how much of a presence they have. Yeah. It's just insane. It, it kind of brings forth, like if you look at it on the internet and you just like don't get it, you're like, why would someone pay that much for the car? And then you see one in person and you're just like, holy crap, I don't even want to get within 10 feet of this car. Like, well, and the thing is, is I, I haven't driven a Cullinan for any extended period of time, but I've, or any Rolls Royce for that matter, but I've driven it around the parking lot. And a Cullinan? The, yes. Oh. And there were substantial speed bumps, similar to the one we have here in our complex, which are your kind of standard, what you would think of as a speed bump. Barely feel it in the Cullinan. Like there's just yeah. between the suspension. Is and there a suspension on that? It it's got to be. be. Yeah. 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 We'll have to do a lot of research. I wonder if, uh, wonder if Demuro's reviewed a Cullinan. He probably oh, has, sure right? He has. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to watch his. Well, and, and I just wonder if we can. I'll just make sure to not watch it while I'm on a fuel economy test. There I'll you go. my exit. Demuro. Yep. Oh, but his is a 2020. So, you know, really ours will be yeah. a, a more relevant review for you the want to know something? My, speaking fire. of Doug DeMiro, my uh, Golf R review has more views than his. Hey, there's uh -huh. a. In fact, I don't think there's a higher view Golf R video than mine. 
Well, you know what? I also don't think that uh, Demiro has a podcast. So we're really stunned on Doug. I'm sorry, man. No, it's, it's, I think I, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I know I'm sure I mentioned it to you back when Doug was still writing for Jalopnik mm. and was maybe just transitioning over to Auto Trader. And I was starting at Car and Driver. I had yeah. emailed him and offered him, uh, like, if he was ever in the area. And I think it was when he was doing one of his cross country road trips. Yeah. I was like, hey, if you ever want to swing into Car and Driver, get like a tour around and stuff like that, I'm more than happy to. And he was very nice on email and like emailed me back and nice. had some corny comment about like, like, look at us advancing in the auto journalism world. Like, maybe someday we'll both be fighting for the same scoop or something like that. And uh, yeah, so it's yeah, kind of neat that we're, we're growing in our own ways. He That's has right. for some million subscribers <laughs> or so. And damn it, we got 27,000 and we are growing strong. Yes, we are. Yes. Yes. Other fun cars coming up that we have. Cadillac CT5V Blackwing six-speed manual that oh, it's a manual. we will that. be taking on the racetrack. Yes. Yeah. So that's going to be a really fun day dragging that car around because we've had some excellent sedans and, and larger yeah. uh, saloons on on that track. We had the mm-hmm. M3, the M4, and the Lexus RC, although I don't think you were there for the RC. No, I was, in, I was a baby still. There you go. Fledgling. But this car is supposed to be one of the most fun cars to drive yeah can you still have one can yeah. you get a, okay yeah. are they gonna or is this is the only model year for them or are they gonna keep i don't know them? i'm not sure it's kind of like cadillac's last hurrah they're like right. here you go here's the last one ever and then we're going all electric yeah. yeah i mean i'm sure their all electric cars will be good but gosh yeah. to have a v8 manual sedan like you could buy one of those now and it'll probably never depreciate no ever. never i mean look at ctsv wagon manuals yeah they're like six figure cars at this point if they're you know perfect right but i mean even ones that are have been daily driven and have some miles on them are still sixty seventy thousand dollars we should convince your friend matthew to buy a ct5v blackwing he won't do that not a convertible or can't get it with a tan steering wheel he's not listening but my friend matthew he's, he's very he's, he's my age right he's, he's 23 but he's very he's very much a 50 60 year old man in lots of ways where which I can empathize with because I I, I own a town and country and year and over uh, yeah. Buick Sabres. Yes. And um, he's very particular when it comes to vehicle specs. He's been looking at getting into a um, uh, a sports car. And his criteria, his one of his main criteria is that it has a tan interior with a tan steering wheel. Yeah, see, it's, the steering wheel's black. He wouldn't do it. Plus, it's a it's a sedan. Like, he wouldn't. His, his thing is more of... More of um, but he currently daily drives a Tesla Model Y, and he, he could he could sell that and get one of these. No, his next his aspirations aspirations for next daily after the Tesla is a Flying Spur. I gotta put the camera back up so that you all can see me giving Chris the flat he face. Does, he, I don't get me wrong, I like the Flying Spur, but yeah. I feel like if you were to drive a CT5V Blackwing, you might he might be wooed. Although let's, do, he, let's bring him to the track day and have him drive. There you it. go. If if he's not the type to drive spiritedly much, then maybe it doesn't make sense. I don't think that car really fit. I'm sure he'd love to drive it. He'd love to drive it, but I don't think he would um, yeah. enjoy it. How many stick shift cars has he owned? A handful. He had okay. a Z4, mm. Boxster, and a Miata. Okay. They were all manual. All good cars. Yeah. yeah. So he's done the small sporty car thing. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a flex. You know what's funny? I went with him to switch cars in Ohio, and we test drove a Lotus Elise. And mm-hmm. this was before the car market went crazy. And this was like a pristine, it was like a 2000 eight or nine lotus elise just na it wasn't supercharged um it was blue with tan interior beautiful nice. spec had like 20 30 000 miles on it and i think they only wanted like 
38 grand for it mm. which looking back like that's probably yeah, how much do you have to spend now to get an release 50 or more i mean he would have made 10 grand just by letting that thing sit in his garage yeah for a year or two mm-hmm. years yeah okay well matthew i hope you enjoy your flying spur he'll probably want to see this uh colonnade that we get maybe oh just... I, I told him we were getting a colonnade he's like oh i, I have to get a ride in the colonnade he's like you have, you have to take me out in that is it okay if we mention his dealership on here um probably okay can we can we swing up to his kia dealership <laughs> and pull up in the colonnade and ask yeah. for a trade-in appraisal that would be hilarious <laughs> we should send Alyssa up there i don't think he knows Alyssa. That's true. We should send That'd someone up there that he doesn't know. Although he knows we're getting a colon in, though. So, like, he would suspect that it's us. Behind. Well, we, we could ask one of his colleagues, though, to do the trade-in appraisal. Like, do it when he's, like, in his office yeah. and brings like someone he, else out. They just, like, drop the keys on his desk and they're yeah. like, hey, we need you to do an appraisal on this. Mm-hmm. And he comes uh, out and he's like... <clears throat> yeah, right. We yeah. should have not told him. That would have been funnier. Yeah, that would have. Oh, well. Shoot. Well, hopefully we can get a flying spur someday for him to check out, too. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I'll try to get you a flying spur to drive up to the wedding. I'm not opposed to that. Okay, I didn't think you would be. No, I, I mean, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Alpina B8, Grand Coupe, okay. Genesis G90. Subaru Ascent, Touring. Subaru Ascent, yeah, as long as it's the, I don't know how Subaru trim levels work. I think, well, Subaru trim levels, of the way I was going to say, because a premium is below limited. Right. Like with Chris's car. Premium is literally base in the BRC. <laughs> okay, this week's cars, and by this week, I mean last week's cars. We had the Kia Forte GT and the Lexus NX350H hybrid. Yeah. Forte GT, what do you think? I love the Forte GT. I had such a good four days with that car. It was Forte so much days. Fun. Excuse me. Nice. We are just uh, just beautiful today. Oh god, I know. I just I don't feel myself still, so I'm <laughs> just feel gross. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's actually a shame I was kind of not feeling good for two days. I still drove the car. Though. I still drove around just because I was like, oh. it's very rare that we get like these hot compacts. You know, there's only a limited amount of cars. Yeah, they're rare because point. they are there's rare. The Forte GT, the Honda Civic Si, the Jetta GLI, and the Elantra N line. Yeah, and the GTI. But if you're getting well, that back. Yeah, I know, but it's essentially the same. Yeah, right. Well, I'm gonna go grab my water. Okay. Chris, yes, I I, I will fill in on the Forte GT. It is. About 26.5 in terms of cost. Comes with a seven-speed dual-clutch automatic transmission. Has heated and cooled seats in the front. Quick side note, is there a difference between cooled and ventilated? I assume, technically speaking, a ventilated seat only blows ambient air, whereas a cooled seat would actually blow air-conditioned air into your butthole. But I... I, difference, but I don't know. I bet you some manufacturers, like, blur the line. Yeah. I don't Um, think that it would matter, though, because air is just air. No, because if you get into a car that's 85 degrees inside or hotter and you're just taking that air from below the seat and busting it up your butthole, then it's not going to feel as good. Whereas if it's air conditioned, it'd be like 40 degrees and it would like straight up be cooling the little hairs inside your ass crack. I guess so. so. Yeah, yeah. I've never paid attention. I, I feel like there is a difference. But either way, the Forte has one of them in some blowing apparatus. Yeah. And that's that, that's one of the big things with the Forte GT. Yeah. Me. Everyone in the comment section who bitched about the hyundai or hyundai, the honda civic si not having not heated having seats should just go out and buy a forte right and also the fact that they let you choose though because with the civic si and the jetta gli you can't pick any options correct you just with the civic si especially you don't have any options pick your color the gli you can choose your transmission and your color but that's really about it or like a black accent package mm-hmm. 
Um, but the Forte GT, you can you can choose your transmission. You can have a six-speed manual, or you can have a seven-speed dual clutch, or you can get what's called the GT2 package, similar to what you get on the Kia Stinger, where you get the heated and ventilated seats, um, power driver seat, LED interior lighting, Harman Kardon sound system, and um, your lane keep assist stuff and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, How much is the base one then? Like 23, 24? Something like that. Yeah. That's amazing. It's like a twenty. It's like a $2,000 option, I think, for the GT2 pack. I would get it. I would get it too. It, it excuses, like it, it adds to the value of why would you get the Forte GT2? Over well, the I could get all these luxuries. Yeah. And I, you know, I honestly think I would, I, like I'd want to drive a manual one, but the dual clutch in that car is so good. Yeah. It was just flawless the whole time I had it. It's the type of thing where if you... Yeah, unless you live kind of out in a more rural area, that's probably when I'd get the manual. But if you're going to do, be doing a lot of city driving or anything like that or yeah, daily commuting, just I, get the DCT. It makes some good fart noises too. Not sure. always, but you get like some Every really now good again. satisfying shifts out of that seven speed. I liked the feel of the steering wheel. Do you notice it was very, very thin, thin and, like and a, hard? Um, like you really grab onto it. Like a, like a Porsche kind of. Yeah. Like a, like a 997, 987 generation Porsche steering wheel. Yep. Or, obviously, I know that. It reminded me a lot of my Porsche steering there wheel. There you go. That's what, exactly what it felt like. If I had to improve anything from a sporty car perspective, it would maybe be make the steering a little quicker, make the suspension a little stiffer, and just kind of make the car feel a little bit more on edge. But I'm not saying they should have done that because yeah. I think the Forte GT really appeals to a lot of daily drivers. I was going to say, you have to have the versatility in a hot compact. Yeah. That's it's just point. for me personally, yeah. I would rather have something a little more manic, kind of like a, a Focus like RS. ST or RS. Yeah. Okay. But no yeah. one makes those manic. anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why you and I both agree that the civic si is definitely still relevant and like might be better for certain people yeah because it just feels just that much more special it feels more tailored to the enthusiast yeah because you don't get all the luxuries in it it's really just raw driving it's it's the closest you can get to like a quote-unquote raw driving experience in a hot compact um but with that being said would i have the civic si over the forte gt i don't know that i would i'm curious about the weights yeah it's like it's it's one of those things where the incoming Top Gear reference when they went to the Ukraine <laughs> and they were driving the Volkswagen up exclamation point and the Ford Fiesta and Hammond brought the Ford Fiesta. Jeremy brought the Volkswagen up and he gets out of his car and he goes, looks at Hammond and he goes, that's brilliant. You know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's the best in the segment. Hammond's like, well, why didn't you bring one? And he goes, well, because I like this. I feel like it's it's kind of like that for me. Like I like the G, the Forte GT. Is the Civic Si better dynamically and from a driving perspective? Probably, but I like the Forte GT. Right. I feel like it, it almost had a little bit more character. This is not, none of these, uh, actually this car and driver article might, was this oh, the wow. older Forte, Forte GT? older Civic Si. Yeah, these are yeah. the older everything. Yeah, everything's older there. Yeah, let's just see what, yeah, they put the Forte GT third. That's not too surprising. No. Sloppy shifter, lackluster steering feel, noisy suspension. Really? Um, oh, it's manual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are probably all manuals. They put the GLI first, which at that time makes sense because that Civic Si was not very good and this was the newer GLI. But the Kia actually won in the vehicle standpoint and came down in the powertrain standpoint because of acceleration, fuel economy. And well, so the Volkswagen didn't win anything and then they just won. <laughs> yeah, by literally by one point though. So it was very, very close. Yeah. Um, and and honestly, like if you're when you're driving some of these cars back to back, it does really get that close sometimes. And I bet you the newer uh, Jetta would be would be quite a you know quite not Jetta sorry newer newer Forte would hold its own even better. And the newer Si. 
Yep. 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 The GLI is essentially the same. It's just face lifted. Well, look at this. There's a commenter from a year ago. I remember test driving the Forte GT. Really dug it. Love the fact it comes with a bunch of stuff like cooled seats, manual handbrake, even a spare. Plus, it comes in nice colors. Would have gotten one in a heartbeat, but I already had a GTI and didn't feel like trading. I feel like that's that's exactly uh, that's just kind of what we're saying. Look at this comment. Yeah. Bought my Forte GT back in 2020. Had it almost a year. Got mine for $22,000 for a six-speed manual with Pilot uh sport fours tires alone are worth a grand <laughs> um he did a tune on it he 85 he dyno runs at 42 drag strip passes he's got up to 250 wheel horsepower yeah i bet that's a fun little car right yeah no i i was was pretty darn impressed with the with the forte i think the biggest issue that it comes down to kia doesn't market it very well they don't Chris and I were talking earlier. Oh, I accidentally closed the tab. Yeah. At least it's not an upside down horse. (laughs) Chris and I were talking earlier about how Honda has done such, I should say Honda, Volkswagen, Ford, all these brands have done, Hyundai have done very good jobs at creating a separate brand out of their performance lines. So much, very similar to like AMG and M. Now you have... Uh, you have ST, RS, STI, um, GTI, SI, and all these things. And Kia has cool cars, and they don't really have a good job at marketing the difference yeah. between a Forte and a Forte GT. It just sounds like it's a normal yeah. trim. Yeah, because as you mentioned earlier, GT is such a broad yeah. trim level. Like you could just have a Grand Caravan GT. Mm-hmm. And you see that on the road, and you're like, oh, well, that doesn't mean anything. And then you see a Forte GT, and you're like, oh, it probably just has leather seats. Yep. Yeah yeah so so great car poorly marketed yeah i mean admittedly that's what i thought until i literally i was scrolling on tiktok one day and this guy had a forte gt with a muffler delete and a tune and stuff and it sounded awesome i was like holy crap kia makes a hot forte <laughs> yeah. i didn't know that and you're a car person right. so good luck trying to find no idea yeah until find a non-car person like that six months ago and then i've been bothering charlie for six months trying right. to, trying to get him to book us one finally we got one and i had been bothering kia for like a year and a half so now now we finally got one and it was good it was yes i I thoroughly enjoyed that car car uh daily motor good car award yeah the kia forte gt absolutely other one we had lexus nx 350h the best nx you can buy yeah because the hybrid version is actually 500 dollars cheaper than the non-hybrid with the same engine. Are they just trying to phase out the non-hybrid, do you think? I really think they probably yeah. are. They still need to offer it for reasons, but they really shouldn't have. You can also get a naturally aspirated 250, which if we know anything from the ES250 we drove is an awful choice for a luxury vehicle. <laughs> that was a hybrid though, the 250. No, uh, earlier on you may have not been around oh, yet, but we no, had a- I drove it, a, yeah. we did that powertrain. Yeah, it just was not fitting. I mean, it was fine in something like a Camry. It was not fitting for a Lexus. It didn't idle properly. Well, yeah, that might have been an issue in the yeah. one we had. And the climate control was weird. The engine probably had to work hard just to power all the electronics in a luxury vehicle. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then you can also get the 450H plug-in hybrid, but I think a lot of Lexus buyers are they just they're not going to care about the plug-in hybrid aspect of owning a car i think plug-in hybrids pretty much only exist for nerds at this point and i recognize yeah. that because i am an ev 
car nerd type and I would love a plug-in hybrid but I would be like plugging it in and tracking like okay I plan on driving in the city at about 15 miles so I'm gonna hold my charge on the highway to get there yeah and then I'm gonna I'm use my charge up in the city uh, I, and all that stuff I don't think most NX buyers are gonna even know how to work all that stuff or give a shit no, I get anxiety when we have plug-in hybrid cars <laughs> yeah, you just so drive them empty work. and then get roasted in I the do. comments for uh, just, for reviewing an empty plug-in like I don't <laughs> No, you are when, right. When I do drive them, you're correct. I drive them in EV hold mode, and I just keep my charge. Yeah, because I, I don't. Because we'll yell at you if you show up with it empty. I know. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> and, you and Amos always give me crap. Amos is like every time we get one, he's like, "Chris, charge it this time. Charge it. Make sure you charge it." <laughs> but no, it, it we do tease you about it. But uh, there's this one other journalist. His name is John Volker. He does some freelance writing and, and works for Car and Driver now and stuff. And he's done a lot of work. For uh, on electric vehicle riding. It's kind yeah. of a specialty. He told me once at dinner that there was some large batch of like employee owned Chevy Volts that like got turned in and Chevy like tracked, looked at all the data from them and like 95% of them were pretty much driven exclusively as hybrids. They were never plugged in. <laughs> and I, I honestly think most people yeah. are just not going to plug it in. Yeah. They're just going to drive it like a normal hybrid. So yeah, it's kind of cool that cars it's like the RAV4 Prime and stuff exist. Well, it isn't a gimmick, again, for the right buyer. Cause, I know, I guess city things. Yeah, or like a car like the Pacifica plug-in hybrid. That's a large car and often driven slowly and in like situations, say, like a soccer practice pickup or something like that. So if you were a soccer mother and had, could, could leave in the morning with your Pacifica uh, plug-in hybrid charged all the way and do your kid running around errands and be at 100% electric, come back home, plug it in again, go out again at three o'clock, do everything again, come back. There's 60 miles of driving right there that you did without making any carbon emissions. It's much cheaper, um, such as life. But yes, for anyone who's gonna be putting a lot of miles on their car, doing road trips, or they just don't wanna be a very involved owner in their ownership experience, just get a hybrid. Yeah. Or full electric. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think plug in hybrids are the right answer for most people. I agree with that. Yeah. All of that is to say getting the 350H is the best because you have the turbocharger for high end power and you have the, the hybrid aspect for low end power. So that paired up with the CVT, there's pretty much no dead zone in power oh, for that car. Good uh, torque curve. Exactly. And that's what you want in a luxury vehicle is smoothness, especially in a Lexus. That powertrain, you can barely tell when the engine kicks on unless you're really on it. If you're just easing up to speed, it's, it's very quiet. It's very subtle. I averaged over 30 miles per gallon with just over 800 miles of traveling. And that was 95% highway in the city. You can get much more. You got 35 miles per gallon on our highway fuel economy yep. test at 70 miles per hour. Yep. And the infotainment is vastly improved. The best you can get in the Lexus right now. It is. And it makes a nice noise when you touch it. Yes, it does have good touch noises, which I quickly turned off. Wireless CarPlay and Android Auto, a pretty darn good Mark Levinson sound system when it works properly. Chris and I both did notice that it had some <laughs> weird flukes where it just didn't sound right. Reproductions. For no, were you using wireless CarPlay when that happened? Mm, no, I don't think so. Wired CarPlay? I think so, yeah. Okay. Maybe not. I don't remember. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to keep track. The previous gen NX needed to look better, have better infotainment, and a better powertrain and lexus did all three of those things with this car yeah be an easy car to own it's a relaxing car to drive much much cheaper than that 
Genesis we had two weeks ago. Our Lexus was about $53,000. The spec Genesis was 65. 65, yeah. Yeah, so I would definitely get the Lexus over that. I think it's not the the best compact luxury crossover, but it's definitely up there. And for some people, it's the best option. You called it, what, an 8 out of 10? Yeah, and it's yeah, probably that's pretty solid. Eight, eight, eight and a half out of 10. It's a I cool mean, spec. Yeah. The, the, the blue color. I don't know if I get red interior on a Lexus, unless it were like an RC or something or an LC. I like the red. I'd get a nice beige. Can you get a beige steering wheel on a Lexus? The LC. Okay. Although that isn't beige, it's more of like a natural brown. <laughs> what? You guys are more visually uh, visually sensitive than I am, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of visually sensitive, someone uh, had a, a comment for you that I saw recently. They oh, were wow. they were curious as to why you cared so much about the mismatched door panels oh, in that oh, Jetta oh. when the Civic Si has mismatched seats. That is what makes it not as bad. But they said, why didn't you care about the mismatched seats? Because it's a Honda and they're always just <laughs> like that. So Honda gets a pass, but Volkswagen does not? Yes. Okay. Because in the Civic Type R, it's the same way, right? You have the red front seats, and it's just like the basic back seat. But Volkswagen, it should be a little bit more of a luxurious experience if they're only giving you the Autobahn package in the GLI, right? You've got perforated leather seats in the front, perforated leather seats in the back with matching stitching all around. That all matches. But then the door panels don't match. So you're saying... Essentially, you should either have an entirely um, nice rear or an entirely shitty rear. You can't be a part kind of. But Honda is different because Honda is more like the like the. I don't know. It's 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 a different vibe with a, with a hot Honda. Okay. I don't know. It, it, it's so you're pretty much like plain. it's okay for one of your one of your uh, girlfriends to beat you, but the other one it's not okay. No, but like think about Are you like, being gaslit by Honda, Chris. I guess so. Think about like old Japanese like performance cars okay like crazy bonkers recaros in the front right nothing in the back sure it's 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 so more so also across the line with volkswagens okay because the taos was the same way okay like you've got this really nice what was it tan i forgot what color the interior probably was. not beige i don't remember it was some it was a nice the seats were really nice front door panels were really nice and then the back door panels are just universal it just it, it irks me. I don't know. It, it bothers me. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I just figured I'd mention it. Yeah. Also, someone commented to me and said that power adjusted steering columns are overrated. And at first I agreed with him because he was like, you pretty much just set it and forget about it. And I was like, you're right. That is a good point. And then later on today, I was thinking about it more. And I was like, wait a minute. Power adjusted steering columns are great when when you have a spouse. Yeah. Because in the Tesla, I would get in and my steering column would adjust from Alyssa's position, who's much smaller than me. Yeah. And now I'm thinking in the Maverick, it's manually adjusted and it is something I have to change. Don't get me wrong, it's subtle. And I will never complain about a power adjusted steering column in any car that's not supposed to be quote unquote luxury. Right. But it's as soon as you crest either $50,000 or what you're supposed to be called a luxury car. Right. And then I'm like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. It also in our line of work is nice because like, for our POV videos, we usually raise the steering wheel up. Yes. And like I'll raise it up from when I'm filming and then after I'll put it back immediately down because I like yep. to drive with it lower. So I always like when they're power. Right. But your point of having a spouse, that's kind of the main thing. Yeah. Because I, I mean that, that's it's valid. I mean, the commenter, like, sure, you know, like yeah. or kids. All of my yeah. cars like that I personally exclusively drive that are my personal cars, 
I've never touched the steering <laughs> column. column like ever since I bought them. So. Sure. And then I also will say like driving this Lexus over the weekend, once you're, when you're doing a road trip after a few hours in, there are times when you do end up wanting to adjust your steering position. Oh, yeah. And with a power unit, you can get it very fine tuned exactly That's where true. you like. With a manual, often it's kind of like you're latched into certain I want to bring up Stellantis. Oh boy, are you, are you gonna bring up the fact that they near chop your fingers off yeah, when you, you try to break release a fingernail on them? Yeah, yeah I've been hurt aggressive. so many times by Stellantis steering wheels, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll continue to be hurt. <laughs> yeah, they don't catch on fire when you latch them. Maybe that's why they don't put power ones in because the they'd catch on fire, combust. Right. Speaking of catching on fire, you witnessed a vehicle I fire did. this week. You know what? I, okay, so I was driving by um, Kroger and billows of black smoke. I was like, oh, Kroger's on fire. But no, it was a Chevy Trailblazer, a new Chevy Trailblazer, like wow. 2021 or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever those are. Mm-hmm. I guess it supposedly could have been brand new. Um, engulfed. This is the biggest vehicle fire I've ever seen. It was to the C pillar engulfed. Wow. Um, I have a photo, actually. If, did I send you the photo? Yeah. Oh, you pretty, it was just an aftermath. Photo. It was a yeah, very was burned a, car. A shell of a Trailblazer. But yeah, it was, uh, it was on fire. The, the owner was standing near it on the phone. Probably to their insurance company. You should see if it's at Copart Detroit in a week. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it will be. And it'll sit on the Copar lot in a pile of, of no, rubble for We should three buy months. it for $100. Because you could probably salvage the rear wheels and maybe the mufflers. Being a new model car like that, any value, it'll probably sell for like $1,000. Yeah, because you could also... Um, I was going to say if you just needed a van and a title, but... It's uh, crispy, so all the crispy. VIN plates probably melted off. Yeah, rough. So. This week at Daily Motor headquarters, two more of the compact luxury crossover game, BMW X3 and Acura RDX. Yes, X3 M40i and yes. RDX A-Spec. Yeah, very sporty. Uh, sporty. Sporty. Yeah. Yeah. I have driven the RDX a bit some today, did the winding road day drive. It's nice. It does a little bit suffer from two liter turbo syndrome in that yeah. it has a two liter turbo and you just you, you hear it <laughs> and and two liter turbos just just generally don't sound good unless they're in a veloster end especially when they pipe in exhaust noise yeah that just makes everything worse it really does yeah it is a sharp looking car though so it is a very bring good one looking up. suv yeah and it makes some satisfying noises when you change drive modes or you're going through your infotainment it's all very good stuff the other thing I noticed with the with this RDX is everything inside is so gosh darn premium. And even like the turn signal stock, you click it down yeah. and it's such a satisfying like clunk. It's it's very well built. This is the color of the one we have, this very bright blue. It kind of looks like they build they make a flat blue too. Have you uh, seen this in person? A, that's a special edition. Is it? Yeah. Okay. They only made a handful of those. Okay. That's the oh shoot. We learned about that. Special edition at the event. I forgot what it's called. They do an orange one too. I see. The red looks very nice. I'd probably get the red. The red is nice. And yeah. you don't have to get an A spec. Yes. And you probably shouldn't. I don't see why you need to drive. Trust me, when I put this one into sporty mode, I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah, you can um you can get white interior on the A spec. That's the only reason I could think. Ah, uh, yes. I do like that white interior we that have. You can get specifically. Um, you also get a little bit of Alcantara on the dashboard if you are the passenger and you want to pet the dash while you're driving around. Which you said you would do. I love Alcantara, but the, the the problem with Alcantara is it wears out. So if you're not the first owner of a car with Alcantara, then you don't want Alcantara because it just gets so matted and nasty. Would you have an Alcantara steering wheel on a car? Yes. 
You can get Alcantara brushes that kind of like spruce it up. Yeah, I was actually watching a video of a guy. I forgot what kind of car it was. Um, I think it was like an older Boss 302. Mm. You get those with the Alcantara steering wheel. And he bought it used and it was all just like flat and like crispy and gross. Yeah. And he like brought it back to life. Like he just brushed the shit out of it and like yeah. really, really got in to the point where it looked like he was destroying it. But he really brushed it, brushed it, conditioned it, everything, let it dry and it was fluffy and nice again. So yeah. I mean, you can bring it back. I think what, what happens is it just gets, it presses in. It presses in and the oils, oils in people's hands. It. it gets matted and nasty. But the, the best thing to do is just regularly maintain it. And at Car and Driver, when we had a long-term Alfa Romeo, uh, Alfa Romeo Julia quad, we, we had the an Alfa Yeah. We had a um, Alcantara brush to kind of keep everything fresh. Nice. Yep. 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 When when that car wasn't in the shop. Oh my gosh, it. it was broken so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think the RDX will be good. I think it's for the right buyer. I think there are very different buyers who would be better served by an RDX than the NX, and also into the X3 that we're getting here soon, especially being the M40 M. 40i yeah, X Drive version of the X3. It's got the B58. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be very fun to drive, but I don't think a lot of people are buying compact crossovers to be fun to drive. I no. think they just want it. It's bordering on douche car. Yes, very not much quite car. as douche car as the X3 M X3M competition. Yeah, the X3 on competition is full douche. Oh God. Yeah. If there are Pokemon evolutions, you have. The 30i is your first first evolution into that's, douchedom. That's yeah. And then the M M40i is is middle tier. The comp is full evolution, and then the or sorry, the the M is full evolution, and the comp is, is mega, mega evolution. Yeah, mega. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mega douche. Uh, yeah. I just there's something about that X3M competition that just bothers me. Yep. What is that noise? It's just some feedback. Calm down. I think it's iPhone related feedback. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it should be. It'll be good to at least have to compare because we've had so many compact luxury crossovers recently that it'll be cool to have an X3 regardless yeah. of douche status. It's probably really fast. Also, oh, I'm sure it's crazy. It's fast. probably very fast. Yeah. Yeah. The, it'll. It will be a great to have this car uh, re soon after having the G73.5. Yeah. Because I'm. I'm sure this powertrain is awesome. Oh yeah. Well, it's an inline six. I, inline sixes are just better than V6s. They really are. This. Yeah. So this has been established. God, could you imagine that GV70 with an inline six? Oh, it'd be, be, it'd be excellent. It'd be, yeah, that would be the car to have. Yeah, they could justify charging sixty-five grand if it had a yeah, characteristic turbo inline six. Yeah, turbo inline and like six. a snappier transmission. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would help too. If they just took the powertrain from the BMW, put it in the GV70, which looks better. Yeah, it'd also be much more efficient. I bet you this X3 will get over thirty miles per gallon on the highway. Yeah, I probably will because the same powertrain as the M240i, a little bit heavier, a little bit less aerodynamic. Yeah, let's see. It'll probably, yeah, it's probably rated at like 30. You'll Maybe 20.gov. 22 BMW. X3. X3. 40i. Now, EPA only says 26, oh, but I bet you bet. you could squeeze out 30. Who's doing that? You or me? Probably me. Yeah, Who's reviewing it? It's probably yep, me. It's you. Yeah. I will report back next week. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Another car that we drove this past week. God, what is that color on that one? Oh, you haven't seen like highlighter piss blue or yellow? Blue. Yeah, yellow. That's the worst thing I've ever seen. Can we see? Can you pull up a real one? A real one. Could you imagine going into the dealership? I, I assume it's dentists. I don't know who else would. Yeah, there's one. That is just. Appalling. Oh, it's not up on the screen. Here, let me see. 
Not that, that anyone's looking at the screen. Absolutely appalling. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty rough. But hey, if you really want to scream out how much you're a douchebag, then sometimes and you, make need, sure you, you need a, good, a color to help. Make sure you have a good chiropractor if you get one of those cars. Yeah, the ride is a little rough. Not even just the ride. No, but it's not even off the ride. It's the throttle light. response and everything. Yeah. Yep. This was probably shot out where we were. Uh, it does look like it was. It was in thermal. Taken, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just blocked those cars out of my memory. I guess <laughs> I drove an X3M competition there. It was like the frost or the um, frozen blue. They okay. kind of because of the matte colors. And I drove out. I got in the. I got in it, and I started driving it. And I turned around to come back <laughs> because I was like, I'm not filming this car. <laughs> Seriously, I did. Wow. I turned around, went back, and I got into an Alpina. Or yeah, I think that's when I got into the Alpina instead. Well, if you'd like me to get you an X3M competition for the wedding weekend, you can drive Please that out. <laughs> Which would you rather have, this or an Ascent? A BMW, but still. Would you actually, though? If yes. you really thought. If you had to do 600 miles of driving. I don't have to be aggressive throttle response on the highway, though. Yeah. I know, so I but... I drive the BMW. Yeah, but you'd also be any, any expansion joint... I'm your wedding in a Subaru. Any expansion joint, you'd get, <laughs> you'd get your teeth rattled out. Whereas the Ascent... I mean, yeah, you'd have to listen to the CVT were for 600 and miles. Have, and I'd have to... But you'd have nice sit seats at least. Yeah, that's true. With eyesight going... Beep, 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 <laughs> at me every time. The moment you look away, it's yeah. like, hey, yeah. get your damn eyes back on the road. <laughs> uh, the other car we had this week for an afternoon was a 2019 Tesla oh, Model right. X. Standard range. Standard range. That Gene Butman Ford in Ypsilanti, Michigan wanted way too much money for. Yes, very alarming. Uh, well, I'll let you talk about what you experienced while you were driving. No, you talk first. Yeah, and I talk I will, um... Okay, well, overall, um, the model... Oh, you're going to pull up the for sale listing? I was curious if they had dropped the price at all yet. They have not. Do they just put oh, this reduced... Did, actually. Well, do they just put that like on every car? No, they don't. They did actually have it up at 105 at one point? I think they, they must have, yeah. Or 106.9, rather? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that should be legit. Okay. Um, so initial first impressions on this car feels massive, and it could just Huge. be because it weighs so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the windshield is so big. I think that could kind of contribute. Yeah, it has the windshield that goes up further. Also, the only other Tesla I've ever driven prior to this Model X was um, your Model Y and Matthew's Model Y. Yeah. So I don't know. It just it felt like a bus. It did. It had a very alarming driveline vibration. Very bad. Um, under under hard acceleration. So that was kind of alarming, but it didn't blow up. So it's good. <laughs> I, was I was waiting for the drive shaft to just like explode, come through the floor and sever. Well, I don't even think there is a drive shaft because it's just motors right on the wheel. I mean, the drive shafts are probably this long because uh, it's little, just Well, the they're motor. just little axle shaft. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. waiting for one of the front ones it's to come thing. fly through the floor and kill me. Right. Yeah, I it's the only mainstream Tesla that I had not driven yet, the Model X. And yeah. I it was cool. It had a lot of wow factor. I'm glad we drove it. Yeah, I'm glad we drove it too. I it didn't do much for me. It did feel very large, and I've driven an S and I've driven the Y and the three. And for half the cost of, of a new X, the Y certainly doesn't feel like half the car. No, not, not at all. all. No. Though the X did ride better with the air suspension and just more quality. I mean, the Y rides really rough, so was, the X, X drives better. It was better. more gimmicky than anything. Yeah, so got gimmicky. the doors. Yeah, for any of you who aren't familiar with the, the upper tier Teslas, 
uh, maybe it's just the X at this point, but I think the S does it as well. When you walk up to the car, the door opens for you. Yeah. And then you get in, put your foot on the brake, and the door closes That's for you. Very you aggressively. Just, yeah. Slam there. Yeah. And it's got the big Falcon doors that, that fly up and uh, look neat, which are gimmicky, but they do make for easy entry for a car seat. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would not spend over let's say now they only make the long range in the plaid so let's just say the long range i would not spend over 70 dollars for this car was, yeah yeah and yet it should be what this is going for because sticker on it was what 80 80 something yeah and they're asking a hundred and three thousand dollars for it with 19 some thousand miles or something well if you want to pay fifteen three thousand for a model x uh, gene butman ford has got you covered speaking of gene butman ford i had a question for you okay your mother who's in the market for a new car has yes. she considered a ford mustang mach e no why not i don't know i haven't really perhaps you should pitch that to her i don't her. know that she's ready for an ev but why not? if she were ready for an ev a mach e would be a good I guess the only thing that would make EV ownership tough for her is the occasional trip she makes to Chicago. She'd be fine going to work and back because yep. we literally live like a mile from work. And she's her. retiring soon anyway. She's retiring soon anyway. So I guess it would be more so she wants to have a little part-time job when she retires so okay. she can stay like balling, melting into the couch. So um, she would have to make sure that it could make that journey and then we'd have to get a charger installed at the house, which wouldn't be too big of a deal. No. Um, you could sponsor one of you really yeah, literally yeah i don't know i guess i could bring it up to her i don't i don't think my parents are ready to make the switch yet my dad has mentioned maybe wanting to get a lightning for his next truck but that mm. would be in a couple of years so we'll see okay yeah because i mean you, you have a good relationship with good old gene butman ford yeah can maybe bring one home to her or something like that let her try it out well, we're um, getting one soon aren't we uh, we are GT. it'll be a performance gt but yeah she could still check it out and everything we also won't have much time with it because we have to share it with the topher mm but uh yeah i just i, I, I actually didn't know we were getting any time with it yeah no. yeah no we'll split it it's um i just think yeah she she could be a candidate for electric at this point yeah turn your phone off it's actually the signal it's like it's probably getting pinged from a new message or something like ah. that yeah it's weird to think that there are so many like waves going through our bodies at yeah, all times it's like cancer yep just yeah. from one way or another yeah yeah, so don't buy a Model X unless someone's <laughs> giving it to you. Buy a 3 or a Y or an S instead. Have we, oh, another car we drove last week. My new 2008 Ford Escape. Escape. I forgot Hold what it up. was at first. Escape Hybrid with 329,000 miles. Yeah, on you it. didn't quite catch me there in mileage. Almost. Yeah. Does mine have 360? Yeah, I got a ways to go to get to yours. Yeah. yeah um it's not running necessarily it is running it runs kind of. but it stalls it out does. Well, and the electric but, motor runs great right and i think i it it, it was running perfectly before well we don't know perfectly but it's definitely running when it hit the deer yeah because it was clearly moving fast well, enough to hit a deer a to do enough damage any backstory yes yeah, sorry for any of you who did not <laughs> tune into the end of last week's podcast chris in the co-part section brought up this beautiful Green. Single owner, what is the lime green. I'm gonna get the color code. Keep going. 2008 Escape Hybrid, and it was at Copart, and I bid on it. I ended up winning it for a winning bid of what was it, 775 dollars, mm-hmm. all the way out the door after fees and tax and title and everything. I was 1200 dollars. So it's here now. It's here at DMHQ, and she's beautiful. It hit a deer, 
in the front and it needs to be repaired but the engine doesn't run properly it stalls out and it's one of two things i think um let me think one of three no. things but most likely one of two there's a ground cable that's dangling at the bottom of the car which looks like it was severed so the engine might not be grounded properly and it could be freaking out so it's either that or our buddy keone also pointed out that the um in uh, the valve cover gasket or, or valve cover whatever is at the top of the engine there that got cracked it could be sucking in air and actually getting like or a, from the intake manifold with the well it could be the intake there. manifold as well that has a crack in it but it could also be that top that top section in the engine that could be screwing okay. up the lots of things the flow but only those three things i think yeah. fixing those three things and it will run well um kiwi green kiwi green that's, that's so good we should see if the plate kiwi is available because you should get that if it is that'd be cute kiwi yeah kiwi. it's it's cool though it's a limited or whatever the top dog trim was back then that's nice. so you have like premium audio in there and stuff, yeah right? gotta, so like leather seats leather steering wheel mm -hmm. it's decently clean it's clearly not owned yeah. by people with kids no. steering well, wheel could be milkshakes old people <laughs> those are called milkshakes mm -hmm. huh i never heard that must be a florida term i have been in florida a lot lately yeah yeah around the milkshake on the lingo there you go i'm excited about it i i don't know when i'm really going to get a chance to drive it because i don't really have much need for it but maybe we'll sell the maverick i did put in a, a um request to carvana and vroom to see what they'd pay us for the maverick vroom was twenty nine thousand, and carvana was 31. oh carvana is would pay you more than you paid for it right yeah significantly so yeah that's a thought but we like the maverick quite a bit as well a nice plate not a robot um yeah we'll, we'll keep you kind of updated i think i'll do at least a review video and a sound test video maybe a fuel economy too i mean why oh, not a fuel economy would be sweet yeah, yeah yeah it would be cool to run a um a, a fuel economy test with my e46 versus your escape yeah i think we do and and see what the delta will be between what they were supposed to get new and what they actually get yeah i think i think we will do that because you could stand to make more videos on your car justifying buying I, that. yeah i don't make enough things ah oh, someone already has kiwi mm. what about k1w1 or kiwi grn kiwi green problem is is my green my kiwi green paint is fading quite a bit on the top so it almost looks silver in certain not sections <laughs> um did you do kiwi kiwi green kiwi grn well the problem is this new plate you can only do six characters really yeah. Is that the new plate design you mean? Oh, well, just get the standard plate. Oh, you could do KWIGRN. Kwee Green. Hmm. Yeah, anyways, though. Yeah, but it's, it's neat. Um, I suspect I should be able to fix it up for less than $500. Let's hope so. Uh, however, I did go to the U-Pull junkyard near us, and not only were there no headlights, which I told you about, but that um, radiator support, it's like the entire front bracket of the car. Oh, nice. It doesn't like just unbolt. That'll be fun. It's not fun. So I think what I'm going to try to do is just hammer out the one that's on the car. Great. <laughs> or you could just tie it to the tree and put it in reverse and back up. Might have to Keone do that. will help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. Is that everything we drove? Um, yeah. I guess we technically drove Chris's Forerunner last week too to uh, oh, drive the to, to pick up had the a little bit of the a, escape of a clench moment. Yeah, but make sure to use your drop hitches properly. Yeah, also screwed up a tow hitch or a tow strap. Yep, and one of the straps maybe 
was no longer in the position it was when we set up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was that was a little, a little strange as well. Yeah. Fun stuff. No longer want to use the dolly. I just love how the things that we get to do on a weekly basis are pretty much what I did in make-believe back when I was like a seven-year-old child, just pushing my cars around yeah. with their little trailers and yeah. stuff. And now we just do that in real life. Yeah, I would set up lines of Hot Wheels mm -hmm. and I would compare them and I would get to a verdict of which one was best. Nice. So it's kind of like what we do now. Exactly. And I would, you know, I'd watch Top Gear and I'd be like, wow, I want to be Jeremy Clarkson. And you, now you're essentially James May, so you're close. I'm <laughs> yeah. yep. all right copart section for oh, anyone yes, who feels like turning off or turning on the podcast i get turned on by copart i'm sure you do i have not been watching anything because i don't need to watch anything anymore because made i made a purchase, purchase. <laughs> what happened to my leaf did that go up for sale yet? i think it's sold right wasn't it in ionia yeah it did did it sell for just i, uh, I think it sold for maybe a few grand yeah, I logged in. Do you I? secretly wish you had the leaf instead? Does this mean I have nothing on my watch list? Why is it? What are a cope? Register to start your watch list. Oh, you're not. You're not logged. Oh, you are. I am logged in. Hmm. No, you must not be watching anything. Oh, wait, no. Wait. What? Go back to the home screen because sometimes it pops up there. Let me try this again. Yeah, there. Oh. Yeah, it must just mean that everything yeah, on my watch list left. I don't left. think you're watching anything. Yep, right here. It's, it's yeah, not there. Okay. What are we looking up, Chris? Would you like to watch something? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know if my wallet can afford it right now, but let's see. 357. 45442. This is a tasty one. <laughs> wow, this looks remarkably similar to your buddy's car. It does. So, he didn't have an accident no, recently, he didn't. did he? No, this isn't his. <laughs> this uh, is a 2013 Audi S4 Premium Plus. Yeah, so what makes this one unique is it is Volcano Red Metallic, mm -hmm. which was an Audi exclusive color. Um, allegedly, they only made 49 of these in this color. And um, yeah, this one's just an automatic black interior, whatever, but still a pretty rare car, so I thought it was kind of cool. It appears to have very aggressively met a tree. Or a pole. Or a pole of some yeah, sort. Like dead on. I don't think I've ever seen a car. I know it exists. I'm not saying it doesn't. But I don't think personally I've seen a car have this direct and hard of a front end. It's just, I mean, the headlights are practically untouched because it's just all the damage is right in the very center. Yeah, that's remarkable, huh? It is remarkable. Be a good parts car for someone that uh, had a Volcano Red Metallic. Yeah. That's four. Yeah, it does not run and drive. Can't imagine why. It run well it like turns on at least yeah, i don't know that this one's really worth saving because that's for, yeah. well, for one it's in ohio so it has a salvage title i see <laughs> and also um it's smashed up pretty bad well, that's cool um what else do i have here you want another one yes all right next one is four one zero six one zero six two a 1989 1988 mercedes-benz 420 sel yeah so this is similar to what i own it's not often you don't see it not in black i know this is a cool color and the the real shame about this is this car only has thirty six thousand miles on it and it's absolutely mint if you look at the interior oh my gosh i've never it's seen one in so tan clean it looks yeah, so really good nice. and chris um, just buy this and then swap over the parts you need paint it and be good i know but i i, I don't want to buy this car just because i would feel bad like parting it out Oh, it's in Pennsylvania too. Yeah, it's in Pennsylvania, and it has a salvage title. It's not really worth like fixing it. Really? It's so it's so smashed. Huh. I'm sure the frame is destroyed. Or really? Like the 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 um 
apron. Okay. Bummer. That would be a good parts car for somebody. Or some the back like seven eighths of the car is so nice. I know it's beautiful. Estimated airbag value nineteen thousand dollars. So whoever whoever had this car, their insurance paid them out nearly twenty grand for it. I feel like it's maybe even worth more than that because I've seen. I mean, look at the interior. I've seen some of these go and bring a trailer for even more that are in similar condition to this. The right person will will pay a little bit for this car and fix it up really nice. Probably, yeah. If it were the if it were the top motor, would you be more tempted to get it? Maybe, but I also like like my car just because it has a story. That's fair. You know, like yeah. If I why you don't think anyone had been murdered in this one? I don't think so. No, mm. unless they did a really good job covering it up. Right. Anything else? Uh, yeah, sure. We can look at this one too. This one is three eight five seven four three zero two. Ah, 2004 Lexus LX470 in Detroit, running and driving. Yeah. Someone in the uh, in an Arab country will buy this car. Yeah, this will probably go over to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And then someone will put like a 1JZ in it, <laughs> drive it up sand dunes and whatnot. Someone who went to Novi. Um, this is a nice car. Like this um, car. Swim and dive. Uh, no, on the Novi Swim and Dive Let team. me check the auto check and see how many owners it's had. Probably two. Yep, you're right. So, uh, yeah, well, the first owner was a lease because it was three years. There you go. <laughs> the second owner was 13 years. Bought it off lease and drove it around and gave it to their kids. They drove it around and then exactly. she ran into something. It's like the whole side of the car is taken out. Yeah, she it's crashed not bad, into, though. continued to crash into something. Did not hit the brake pedal. No, that, that was a long crash. <laughs> Just kept going. It was a big, long crash. Yeah. This will be a really nice car for somebody. I mean, this it is will, quite this nice inside. It looks like I, it it's been maintained well. Yeah, I bet this will this will thing will sell for ten grand. Yeah, like it's 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 that nice. It's kind of crazy because estimated retail value is still only thirteen, but it's a clean title someone, and someone will pay ten grand for this car. I mean, there are idiots out there who will pay thousand dollars all in for three hundred thousand mile escapes. So I you know. know it's so you know, it's, yeah, someone will pay a lot more for this. Car, you know? Yeah, <laughs> although not ten times the fuel economy. So that's true. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited to see. You what we can get into with this escape yeah it'll be fun i am too it could be an overlanding rig although it's front wheel drive only if it were an all-wheel drive model it could uh could turn it into a, an efficient overlander right and it would be eco colored too so it could blend in yeah yeah it'd look very proper Maybe we can there. we can take it to the mama rally this year you're right <laughs> instead of driving any of our nice brand new cars we tend to drive super high mileage uh cars yeah. to, to, and this to this would be a good economy yeah it really would yeah and it's got plenty of room in the back seat for me mm-hmm yeah yep we should make amos buy a 300 plus thousand mile car and all three of us three. should drive our 300 plus thousand mile cars up to, to the mama wisconsin that would be that would be a hoot holler and a half it would be fun mm-hmm Yep. neat well thank you all so much for tuning in we had a lot to talk about this week so that was exciting yes. tune in next week to hear what we have to say about the new compact crossovers and i should also before we leave take a quick look at our our coming up list because we have that established for next week as well so we can kind of tell you what's coming up we are getting the land rover defender v8 and a lexus gx460 black line i think the only thing worth mentioning on the gx460 is that it will have a new infotainment touchscreen yeah chris just had that car yes but he didn't have the black line so oh, but he had the gx460 so, so, so it's it, essentially it, it had silver wheels instead of black wheels not quite it also his had less ground clearance this one had more ground clearance because it's a lower trim and i think it uh doesn't have the same running boards gotcha yep and the air suspension or something all right a yeah. couple of differences there right exactly so cool. tune in to hear about those and hopefully god willing none of us buy anything on copart this week i'll try not to right 
And we'll see you and talk to you on the next one. We're Charlie and Chris with Daily Motor and as every time, drive on. As every time. As every time that we say you need to drive on. That's just the only, only uh, instruction from us. Yeah. Don't do anything but drive on. Thank <laughs> you.